Welcome back to the NRL Super Champions podcast. You're here with Catfish. You can get me at, at Catfish SC. I'm joined as always by Guy. How's your week been? Yeah, not not great. Got, I, I think um, I got 1,100 when you saw a couple of big 1,400 plus scores or 1,200s. Um, I think I had Avrilo come in as an AE. It was it was terrible. Terrible, terrible, and it looks like it's going to be the worst year for me since I started playing. So, anyway, outside of Supercoach, but all good. What about yourself? Yeah, a little bit better than you. I think I finished on 12.10 or something like that. Enough for another green arrow, but from 24,000s, like I've had three weeks in a row where I've been, you know, hitting those green arrows, but I still haven't gone up more than 1,000 ranks in those three weeks. So, it's brutal this year. And I think, honestly, like, the difference in nailing your captain and not has been so critical. And, you know, I captained Ponga this week. I think you mentioned to me you captained Teddy. Neither of them set the world on fire. You know, it's just a, a rough one. Uh, what trades did you end up doing? I ended up getting rid of Orbo and um, Ikevalu and brought in... Talakai and yeah, Talakai and someone I can't remember who it was. It might have just been enough. Saving up some cash for the coming week. Yeah, trying to. Um, but even then, I think I think I discussed with you which one to bring in, and although I think Johnson out really hurt um, Talakai, that could have been a lot different. Yeah, it's it's a bit of a rough one considering he's now been dropped to the bench, so that one hurts. <laughs> Um, for me, I ended up, or I just got John Bettman in, nice and simple, and I nuffed out um, just to free up cash. And so, a bit frustrating because I was tossing up between whether I traded out Firma or Talal. And in the end, because Firma started on the bench, I thought, all right, he'll probably, you know, plot his way to a 25 30 score. Ends up on 41, and Talal ends up on 39. And now I'm just short on cash to do the trades I really want to do this week. So that that hurts. But anyway, it is what it is. It's the story of my 2020. It's going to be my worst finish by far um, as well. So it's a rough year. But it's a really interesting one, though, up the top of the leaderboard. New number one again, and just a gap of two points between the first and second. And uh, I had a look, 100 points between first to 12th which is, that's that's going to be a tight finish. So with five weeks to go, I think it's going to be really, really interesting to watch how that all plays out. So, yeah, um, I'm kind of glad that we get to watch from afar, even though it, you know, it is obviously really exciting being up the top there. But, yeah, um, as always, quick shout-out to Ben, coach of Emparising. He is still leading our champs group. He's uh, still fighting in the top 300, so it's a, it's a solid effort. Uh, you know, it's a lot of movement up the top, I think. So two out of stick strong. I think he's been in there for, for weeks now. So that's a solid effort for sure. I will throw out, though, some of um, what I've been saying is still proven to be half right. I said, I, I mean, Nofo sort of, he got some junk at the end that I'm glad he got. But that, that was lucky as for people who've still held Nofo, which, like I said, I was going to, but... That was looking like a poor score, but the two guys I did mention last week, Mansour and Kotrick, have both outscored him, so I'll be keeping an eye on that one for the people who told me I was crazy about trading him out. Yeah, look, I think you know we've been out, we've both been battling in our own teams, but honestly, I think we've actually been pretty spot on with a lot of our calls, and you know this is not just to to make ourselves feel better, but it's it's good to know that we're not you know, entirely off. And, you know, obviously that's part of what we, we're trying to do here to give give good advice and give good insight to other people. And so what if we don't get it right for our team? Because sometimes your, your team just is in a bad spot and you try your best to dig yourself out of it. But like, you know, trades that I would make because I'm in a bad rank doesn't mean that you can't listen to the, the things we talk about and, you know, draw something out of it that you might uh, apply to your own team and 
hopefully you know you're still finding that useful so yeah yeah no, don't don't I'm, give up on us just because we're struggling yeah i'm still <laughs> filthy about how i'm going anyway what do you do well you keep plugging away it's and so- you come back ready for next year right i just like yeah That's it's, it. all, it's all about 2021 this is an asterisk season anyway no that's not true we're just saying that because we're salty but no it's look to be honest whoever wins this year it's uh it's going to be some effort because with all the crazy injuries that are going on suspensions last minute withdrawals like whoever's got their team set up properly is going to just smash it so well done to to those up the top but i can't wait that's it it's tight like i've um it could come down to um, less than 20-odd points again, um, looking at how it's going. So it'll be an exciting finish. So I'm looking forward to seeing who wins. Absolutely. Now, just a quick shout-out to our group comp, um, sponsored by Supercoach Championship Rings. We've still got um, Ben, coach of Juice Gorillas, sitting up in the lead. So sitting at 25th overall. And uh, our, our leader from two weeks ago, Andrew from Yeda Durs, just dropped down to 39th. So those two seem to be battling out for the overall honours in our group comp. So obviously the the nice Supercoach champion ring that's up for grabs, and also a $200 gift certificate that we'll arrange. Um, you know, once we know who takes that one out. And just as always, special for our listeners, if you uh, want to check out uh, the Supercoach champion rings and things like that, promo code. Champ, C-H-A-M-P, you'll get 10% off and free shipping. So give that a look. So uh, unfortunately, Anna Officer was not available tonight um, or, or earlier today to have a chat to me. Uh, apparently something called work was more important than talking about super coach injuries. So, you know, priorities, mate. Yeah, he's brushed you. He's hey, totally brushed me. He brushed you kind of like Barnsley did the dirty on me, asked me to go on his show, then pulled me out the last second. Mate, are you serious? Yeah, 100%. No, nah, I, de- I hadn't been. I didn't check my Facebook messenger thing, and apparently someone else got in and said something. So <laughs> I did, because um, he, he, full disclosure, he asked me first. <laughs> I told him I was too busy because obviously we had to record. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I seem to be the one who does all the editing because you, you struggle a little bit on the tech side of things, apparently. I, I pull the viewers. <laughs> the viewers for a podcast <laughs> the listeners anyway right let's get stuck in eh? what's the matter haven't you ever seen a football injury before you wimps let's go yeah so look we'll do a quick recap still of the major injuries obviously look Tamalolo we're going to talk about him later but calf injury gone three four weeks he's a must trade I'd say um, Blake Green done his ACL, unfortunately, for the season. That's that's rough, obviously, coming across to the Knights. Um, Stafford Toll, popular trade-in, uh, knocked out, unfortunately. Just, just a bit of rough luck there uh, for those who got on. Moses Sully uh, injured his foot out for the season. Dane Gagai was uh, missed last week due to a hamstring injury. Seems like he's okay. He's back this week. Alex Johnston uh, got knocked out. He's um, going to skip a week, I believe, due to just, you know, concussion management. Uh, your boy, Matt Ikevalu, uh ended up with an ankle injury. I think it was like some sort of syndesmosis, maybe a low-grade strain. So he's missing this week, but obviously Daniel Tubo came back anyway, so no biggie there. Uh, Nathan Pitts, some sort of calf injury, but, you know, they, they seem to be shuffling the hookers around anyway, so no big loss for the Titans there. Uh, Corbin Sims, I think, calf injury after he finally got back onto the field, so it's a bit of hard luck for him. Big news, obviously, Appy Coruscant, uh, minor calf strain, and he appears to be missing this week, but hopefully being back next week, although I kind of think, do you reckon he's going to really be rushed back for the Broncos? It's not exactly a top-of-the-table clash there. Nah. And, and nah, imagine bringing him back and he, like, totally rip something down there yeah, that'd be that'd be a shocker right <laughs> yeah you're, you're not playing him like he's, he's gonna miss two weeks for sure yeah i'm spewing obviously because i was hopeful of getting some of these nice matchups for him at the uh, latter part, part of the year but ah uh, well injuries can't can't predict them uh moses Leota also hamstring injury so not sure how long he's out for there 
obviously big for the Storm, Brandon Smith, um, broken jaw. I think he'll be back for the finals, which is good for them, but not so good for Supercoach. Uh, Kenny Bromwich also injured, I believe, a calf strain of some sort. He's missing this week as well. And then uh, I think Darren Schoenig, not not like he's super coach relevant, but he, uh, I think he had went, got off, uh, went off for HIA, and I don't think he passed. Not sure if he did or not, but yeah, so he's going to miss some time too, I believe. And then lastly for the Eels, there was uh, Neil Corre, who I think had to go off for a HIA, but he's suspended now anyway, so no biggie there. I think those are probably the main key injuries that we were looking at this week. So. I'm sure, again, check out NRL Physio's Twitter at NRL Physio. He's always got updates there. And, you know, <laughs> critical Supercoach resource. Can't get by without them. But, all right, look, we're going to jump through tackle team lists. We're going to go through all the big changes and have a chat about some of the players. But then we want to spend a bit of time just digging through what do we do? Like, who are we training Tom Lolo to? And kind of looking at, you know, what are the key things we need to balance as we kind of look at our last eight to ten trades? I don't know how many trades you've got left, but, yeah, we'll, we'll tackle that a bit as well. Steven, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you. Congratulations. The rest of you made the team. Except you, you and you. So starting off on Thursday night, the Eels and the Rabbit Toes, so... No biggie for the Eels, just Neil Corey being suspended. Andrew David comes back in on the Rabbitohs side. Dan Gagai back from a hamstring issue, replacing the debutante from last week, Stephen Masters. But uh, Alex Johnston out this week. Corey Allen comes back in, and Liam Knight returns on the bench as well. Uh, look, if you don't have Madison with, like me, um, I traded him out. You held him smartly, so that was a great call from yourself there. But, I mean, his break-even, I think, 33. He's cheap as chips. He's an, he's an easy trade-in if you don't have him this week, right? Priority. Yeah, get him in. He's it, it, Yeah, just get him in. He looks set to be an automatic pick nearly every year, too. You kind of think, like, with Lolo out of the picture for the next couple of weeks, he could be the top-scoring back rower for the next few weeks. So, yeah. Lolo to Mato is my trade locked in, no questions. It's it's super simple for me. So, yeah. <laughs> um, on the Rabbitohs side, obviously the Trell Mitchell went off last week. He's got 141 for my team, which I was pretty happy with, considering I was uh, wavering whether I traded him out last week or this week. So I think I'm at a point where I've kind of just got to let him make a little bit of cash back and then I'll ditch him next week or I'm still thinking about it. I might trade him out this week. There's a couple of pod center wings I've really got my eye on. But, yeah, look, I think it's clear, you know, he's just not going to be an option. Like, he's got 140. Only 22 of those points were base and base attack. And that includes he also had a goal kick in there, I think, as well. So that shows how much he relies on those attacking stats. And that's scary when he's got the Eels this week and also the Storm next week. So I am trying to get move him on as soon as possible. Um, surely you have to let him go, like, just this week. You're like, I'm sure they have to get a bit more cash out of him. His break-even is 12, so it's not, like, super, like, mm. he'll still need to score 60 to, to make a decent chunk of change. And if he doesn't get any attacking stats, he'll score a 20 and stick it up for my team and make, like, an extra five grand. So mm. that's my concern. I guess the Eels have been defending pretty well. But, Maybe. yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'll have to think of that a bit more for my oh, second trade this week. Don't want to talk about the Eels. Not, not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Beating up your 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 battered boys. <laughs> no, oh, mate. And and got an armchair rides. I'd be they, nervous if I was an Eels fan. <laughs> they came and played your boys at the perfect time. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, on the uh, Rabbitohs, so I think there's a couple of interesting names here. You still have Cody Walker, right? Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Are you going to try and move him on this week? Oh, uh, I can't this week because of um, Tamalolo. And uh, I, I think I, I, I can't hold Happy either. I just don't think you can hold players that are worth that much at the minute, even if it is for a week or so. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've got more more issues to trade out than Appy. I think I'm just going to give him hold him for a week or two because thankfully I've got Harry Grant who's come back in for me to cover that second hooker spot. Oh, nice. 
Damien Cook had a pretty good game. I think, honestly, one of the best games he's played for a long time. But you're still very unsure about him, aren't you? No, I'm 100% unsure about him. That, that, they played Manly, didn't they? No. Oh, look, they beat him up for sure, but... What's he going to do? He can't. He's not going to play a busted team every week. He'd like the pack's not going to... That was that's about as bad like the eel saying we're so good we held Melbourne to zero when they're missing <laughs> a whole heap of players. Mate, they like, still had this they is still what had you're telling me about he's been propped up by these good scores against crap teams. Who does South have for the run home? Who's who's left? Eels? They've got the Eels and then the Storm next week, like I yeah. mentioned. And then See you later. <laughs> and then the Tigers, Bulldogs, and Roosters. Yeah, so. he'll, yeah, he'll probably score against the Tigers and Bulldogs. If you've got a trade, maybe bring it in for that. But otherwise, he's got two good games where he'll get a score, score, and then three, he's going to struggle. Yeah, look, uh, I I don't know because the Seagulls, sure, they uh, injury hit, but they still had Tavrovic, they still had Marty Tapal and Fanua Blake last week, and. They were missing Joel Thompson, but they had zero. And, you know, I thought Kepi and Pasika had both played pretty decently in their absence. So I don't feel like the Manly, the, the Seagulls were, their pack was that depleted, honestly. But and, you've got it. But there wasn't, uh, how often was Fanua Blake and Marty on the field together? They didn't start together. No, so, no. One of them came off the bench, I believe. Yeah, no. Nah. So no, instead, of, instead of having to get over the both of them, you're only getting over one of them and whatever inexperienced player was in the front row opposite him. It, he's just, I mean, uh, I'd, I'd love, I'd still love him. I reckon he's, he'd still easily be the best hooker if his forwards were still um, being able to compete with these better teams. But they're just not. That's like South Foot, and if they scrape into the eight, they're going to get bounced in the first round. All right, they're cool. It'd be interesting to see how they go because, like, the the media are beating them up as a big, you know, dark horse of the premiership now, and I'm just laughing at that. That's a rough call. (laughs) Half a football, yeah. It was sort of like getting an under-18s team to play an under-12s team. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, We can get some angry Rabbitohs and uh, Seagulls fans to come at us. Nah, let's move on before we drop any more hot takes like that. Who else are we going to give it to? <laughs> I don't know, Broncos fans probably. <laughs> right out next. Friday night game, uh, Dragons and the Titans. So for the Dragons, they do have a couple of guys coming back in. Uh, Jackson Ford back from suspension, replacing Paul Vaughan, who's now suspended. And Billy Britton, this is bad news for Ben Hunt and maybe, I don't know, McCann McInnes, who knows. Um, Billy Britton... Uh, coming in for Corbin Sims. So now the Dragons no longer have a four-forward bench. They've got a bench hooker. Ben Hunt maybe doesn't get 80, or maybe he does, and they shuffle someone else. It's big unknown here. So that's a bit bit of a tough one because obviously I was a big, you know, big fan of Ben Hunt's next three games when I mentioned him last week. I mentioned he, I thought he was going to get over two tries. He ended up getting two attacking stats instead, setting up his forwards instead of him going himself. So either way, he still did pretty well. So if you followed me on that one, uh, yeah, you would have been pretty happy, I'd say. But this could be a bit rough if he doesn't get 80 minutes this week. Um, on the Titans' side, they've got Ash Taylor coming back in after a week off. Uh, Fodawake has been suspended, and Tyrone Peachy starts at lock. And Aaron Clark comes back onto the bench. And as mentioned, Pete's is out, so Mitch Rain comes in at hooker. And Hipgrave's finally been benched after being quite bad for a number of weeks. And Firma gets the start. And just a heads up, obviously, Anthony Don floating about in the 21. So he might end up coming to the team if he's fit to go. All right, let's go back to the Dragons for a moment. So... So Jackson Ford, he's not starting at lock. He's on the bench. Still got Cam Kinner starting at lock. Are you worried about any of this structure? Because Mary McGregor's gone, right? So this is like, do we know what, what's going to happen here? Is Dean Young going to do something crazy? No idea. I have, I've, yeah, I've got no idea. But um, I'd, I'd say 
I'd, I'd, I'd still say McInnes has got to play some big minutes as the captain, wouldn't he? I'd say so too. I mean, the only time he's been rested was honestly when the game was, you know, well in hand for the for the Dragons. Obviously, they didn't they didn't get that last week. Somehow the Broncos showed up and played. <laughs> but, yeah, um, and I mean, what the t- Titans have been tough too. They don't give up. No. So and you it, think McInnes should be good for Eddie? Yeah, I th- and yeah, I I can't see him moving. It like adds the captain too. He's gonna want to be out there. He, yeah. Hmm. I'd, I'd, but it's yeah, it's just a weird bench. But I mean, you've got. Oh, I mean, I guess you could say Merrin can play in the front row. Blacker in the front row. Jackson Ford's a lock or a, I don't know. That, that's a tough one, hey. You wonder if like maybe Frizzell moves into the into the middle for a bit. Oh, like, I honestly don't know. It's going to be a, an interesting looking uh, rotation. Yeah. So last week a lot of people were thinking about Pereira or Ravalawa. We both thought Pereira would get the better run, but unfortunately it was Ravalawa who went large and Pereira got left out. Uh, hanging out in the cold because Aitken wouldn't pass it to him. Yeah. That's probably one thing that, admittedly, I, I didn't think about, but it didn't bother him last the, the week before. He just got plenty of work done, but it, just wasn't needed. No, nah, it was it was a um, weird game for him, but um, yeah, I've, actually, I think I actually brought Lomax in thinking back to the start. Oh yeah, oh, that did, makes sense. Yeah, can't be unhappy with that trade. Like nah, he's going to be solid for the rest of the year. I'll just take him through to the end of the year. He's been pretty good. But, um, yeah, I mean, and, and that was my other option. It was either going to be him, Kotrick, or um, Talakai, who I got, Perrier, or a lot. So, I don't know. They were much of a muchness. But, I mean, they've still got a decent run home. If you brought him in, you wouldn't trade him out. You've, you've got to run him over the next two games. Yeah, I think he's he's a decent chance of scoring this week too, honestly. All right, on the Titans side, look, AJ Brimson has been absolutely on fire. He's got a three-round average of 90. So I know you laughed when I suggested him three weeks ago. <laughs> but he um, obviously is he's high risk, and he's, he's paid off for those who took the punt. Uh, I don't think he's too expensive now, but he's got a nice nice run home with obviously the Dragons this week, then Bulldogs, Broncos, the Manly, Seagulls, and then finishing up with the Knights. So... Look, I don't think he's going to average 90, but he could have a couple of big scores still on the on the way on the way home. Uh, the only problem is he's going to be available at five eight or fullback, so it's a tough position to be taking a punt on Ribson in. Yeah, I mean, he he might be someone to have it with that run home if you're sitting outside the top ten and you need a point of difference. You might think about bringing him in. Yeah, so like sitting around the twenty thirty mark and. Just you know, throw, just take a wild swing at it, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Aside from that, I mean, you're not looking at many of these other names. Fodawaka was the interesting one, but now he's been suspended. Nah, Tyron nah. Peachy named at lock. That's a bit of a random one. He's available at centre wing, um, and second row for his dual position there. Yeah, nah, nah didn't think so. Let's move on. Uh, for the Roosters and the Broncos, this is somehow the Friday night primetime game. Uh, I'm sure it looked good on paper at the start of the year <laughs> when they put the draw together. But the Roosters start getting some troops back. Cordner's back in. Tupo's back. Um, Ikevalu and Daniel Fafita out. My boy Nat Butcher, unfortunately, benched. I was hopeful that he might survive and um, still stand that right edge. But it seems like uh, Tupo Noor's good form's been rewarded by him continuing to start. On the Broncos side, Milford's out, injured. Sean O'Sullivan's in at 5'8". Thankfully, not Brody Croft coming in at that spot, but Croft is on the bench. And Corey Pack starts at hooker because Isaac Luke's been suspended. And I wonder if Croft's going to play bench hooker. Oh, dear. (laughs) Have a go at that bench. Yeah, it's gross. Wow. That is gross. So how many do the Roosters win by this week? Oh, that should be plenty. I, I'm I'm not a big punter, but I think the 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 Roosters have like a 24.5 start. Are you serious? <laughs> Something ridiculous like that. It's huge. 
Yeah, so I think that's indicative of what score we're expecting. This team's ugly. That's gross. So it's not going to be pretty. And Captain Teddy, I mean, you talked about you really wanted Brett Morris. I'm keen on Daniel Tupo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm Tucker, who's a good chance of scoring a try this week. In the whole Roosters team. Any <laughs> Roosters you've got, play him. Uh, yeah, nah, the, uh, I mean... Look, it's just one of them seasons for the Broncos. Pretty much like our Supercoach season come back next year. Come on. We're doing a bit better than the Broncos, mate. <laughs> well, I might hit up Sangster for a couple of third-party payments next year to see what I can get at the start there. A bit rich coming from a Storm fan, isn't it? <laughs> hey, but I'm just – is all throwing mud? It, it always comes back around. I'm pretty sure Broncos fans never really threw that much at the storm. <laughs> hey, we nah, didn't pretend um, that we were all above board. <laughs> hey, look, I'm, all I'm going to say is um, obviously it's going to be tough, but the Broncos have, have got some um, good young players in there that you, they should be able to build around. Obviously, in Patrick Carrigan, he looks like a good player and that. So, I mean, that was dumb letting for feet ago. They should have tried to hold on to him, but. Um, they yeah, did try, but oh, not yeah. very smartly. No. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, we'll see. Clean out the coach, new year, see how he's going. Moving on to the next game. Yeah, look, they're two wins. You know, Seabold out, Croft not in the starting team. I'll take it as a win, even if we lose 59-0 again. <laughs> um, having said that, look, Fafida, I think he's still a good option. Uh, him and Staggs on that right edge, uh, they're... they're they're dangerous together, and even if the Broncos are getting flogged, I can I still reckon those two will still cause some havoc. They might still score some points. So, and we saw that massive play from Stags. It doesn't take much, you know. Give him one chance. He gave uh, I think he put Aitken into out, out of space with that fend, <laughs> and then I think that was like a forty point play pretty much. That try he scored. Yeah, yeah, he, he's a good player. So yeah, look. I don't think you can really go wrong. I mean, you know, either winger, Teddy, Flano, probably kick like 10 goals this week. Talgaho might score a try. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's just uh, points across the park for the Roosters for sure. And yeah, I think Carrigan's still a great shout. He's going to be, he's going to tackle his heart out. He'll play 80 minutes probably again. So, yeah, that's probably enough about the Broncos. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> Warriors and the Knights. First game on the Saturday. For the Warriors, they get Harris DeVita back uh, after a week off. Paul Turner, he had a decent debut, but he gets um, you know dropped to the extended bench. Katoa's back, starting in the second row, and Isaiah Papali'i also drops back to the extended bench. On the Knights, big news, obviously, Mason Lenor comes back in at 5'8 after Blake Green's season-ending injury. Big issue is he is obviously he can goal kick, unlike Kellen Ponga, who seems to really struggle this year. So that's a big of a bit of a hit to Ponga owners. And Stafford Toa has been named still in the left wing, even though he failed his HIA last week. So for the Warriors, I mean, Tohu Harris yeah, ended up playing on the edge as we expected. Still scored 67, just solid as. I think, you know, he's still, I mean, the problem is, like, if you don't have him, right, you're not getting him this week because there's better buyers, obviously. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I'd... Said it every week, don't we? <laughs> oh, no, and he still pumps it out playing it. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, by now, he should have been in the side if you were going to get him. I, I can't see the point of getting him now, I think. Um yeah, I don't know. I'd you'd have to be looking at if you're going to get him at the top, you'd have to look to see how many people already have him there and see if it's worth it. But uh, your, your best bet now might be trying to if you've got the um trades, trying to fiddle around with your centers to try and get onto someone who might be a bit of a pot option for a week. He's like, like I said, he, <laughs> a lot of people who jumped on good on yous, but I missed the bait on him and I'm, I'm not getting him now, I don't think. Yeah, it's a frustrating one because, like, 
I, I stand by the fact that logically speaking, you know, it was hard to trust someone who was moving from middle to edge and minutes were unstable. He kept coming um, kept coming off at random times. Jasta Vang was a big unknown. Uh, so look, all of those factors, I still I still reckon it was sensible to wait. But you know, in the face of it all, he was playing really well, and we acknowledged that. It was just there were probably better options the whole time, but it's happened. So um, speaking of Jazz, he obviously had a massive game. Minutes were better from his previous week's like sub forty minute game. Uh, you've still got him, right? Yeah, I still got him. I um. And by the looks of it, I'm probably going to have to hold him now too. So uh, not too upset about it as long as he's getting those minutes. But imagine if he played 80. He'd, he'd be an absolute lock in there. Yeah, he's a PPM machine. Just gets through the work, finds that offload. Just great. Uh, speaking of which, David Klemmer is probably a good person to segue to. He's just been an absolute beast this year. And continues fighting those offloads. And I know I was very skeptical at the start of the year, but he's leading the NRL in offloads now. I think he's got 40 or 41 for the season. Just keeps it coming. And the thing is, like, he doesn't really have a ceiling, right? He's just going to keep pumping out those 65 to 75 scores. I think he went over 80 this week, but obviously inflated due to injuries and things like that. But, yeah, I think, you know, if you've got him, great. If you don't have him, and you want someone just really safe and steady, then he's a great option. I think he's more for one of the, t- the 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 guys at the top. If they don't have him, like you'd probably want to get that stability there. But yeah, it's hard to fault him as a trade in. Mitch Barnett, flavor of the month, I suppose. I mean, I've mentioned him, you know, Stephen from three four weeks ago. I talked about how I was really keen to see how he went. He's killed it, but admittedly, there have been injuries that have helped with his minutes. What's your take on Barnett? What do you reckon for him as a trade-in? Um, I mean, if we're talking about Harris as being a bit too late, probably the same as him. And I, I, to be honest, I'd probably take Harris before him. I don't know. I, I mean, it, it's a toss-up with the draw. But, yeah, I think they're on the same sort of tier for the run home. Just be, and, 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 I mean, Harris has got a worse draw, but... He, uh, even moving to halfback or whatever he's, he last week, he's just like we've mentioned before. He must have been playing with some injuries or something because he's just playing fresh this year. Yeah, just gets through so much work, and that's not been him for a, a few years at the Warriors. The thing with Barnett is like he does have you know a really solid offload, has the ability to find attacking stats that it, it just seems to happen around him. Sure, you know you'd love for him to get eighty minutes. He doesn't unless there's been injuries. But, yeah, so that's the question mark, I think. Um, I think there's also chat that Sione Matadia might be back in two weeks, which may impact him as well. So there are some risks, certainly, about Barnett. I think on the field he's playing fantastic. Similar to Tohu, he's also in great form. So I think both these guys, whilst they are a little bit riskier, they do have some potential upside there. Um, Especially with Barnett with the easy easy run, he could certainly jack some attacking stats. You'd love to, you'd love for him to see to see him um, play, you know, big minutes, if not 80 minutes, and and still get time on an edge as well. So, yeah, look, Kalen Palmer, if he does lose the goal kicking, which seems really likely, uh, have you thought about what you might do there? Uh, not nah, hope, just hope he gets a try or three tries. <laughs> Yeah, so it's going to be interesting because, like, I, I obviously looked um, with Mason Lenor coming in. So at the back end of last year, and I, I'm certainly not expecting it to be this drastic, but uh, when Ponga lost the goal kicking to Lenor, and I think there was about five or six games where they were playing six and one, um, Lenor averaged like 51 or something. Ponga only averaged 49.8 over that five-game stretch. And admittedly, sure, the Knights were not as good as they are this year. They copped a couple of floggings in there. They also handed out one or two decent wins as well. So it was just interesting to, to notice that. Um, I certainly think Lino, he's not like a, a ball hog, but he he creates some attack himself. Um, I think the reason he, he just doesn't seem to find a regular first-grade spot is he's just not very good in defence. 
he gets exposed a lot, and that's probably why the, the Knights copped a couple of those pastings at the back end of last year. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. I, I certainly don't think Pong is going to average 50 or 60 or whatever. I still think he's going to go well, but it's certainly, I mean, if Turbo comes back, I don't know if he will, but if he does, I'd be much more inclined to move from Pong to Turbo or even think about Dylan Edwards, honestly, um, with without, yeah, that, that goal kicking there. But, you know, very luxury trade if I've got bigger issues to deal with in my team. Sharks and the Cowboys. So a couple of big things here. Matt Moylan dropped. Connor Tracy comes in at 5'8". SJ thankfully returns. Uh, Hamlin Newelli comes back to start at prop. Rudolph moves the lock and Sorensen to the bench, but I think we know what's going to happen on game day. Uh, and this is the big news. Britton Nakora comes back to the back row. Talakai's dropped to the interchange. So, I mean, you got Talakai last week. This obviously hurts a little. Yeah, that hurts. Are you going to trade him out or? Um, well, like I said, I've got Coruscant and Tamalolos. Maybe I don't know. I just, I just, I'm not sure. I mean, t- really, he should he should probably be able to come on and beat his break even. So that's not an issue. But it's the right. fact that. There's a potential that I might have to play him if I hold Coruscant. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I haven't thought of trade yet, really, to tell you the truth. Yeah, for cool. Um, well, food for thought for you there, and because obviously, yeah, bench bench forward is not ideal, even if he's available in centre wing. And I mean, Sione Katoa somehow still managed a decent score last week, uh, even though. 58 had two line breaks in there but that still means he got 38 in in base and base attack which really not the end of the world uh when it comes to center wing so i think with the matchup this week i'm I'm almost inclined to hold him a little uh and see how that goes i know i was keen to trade him out but i've got the trail to get rid of first (laughs) i've still got tommy talao floating about uh, in my center wing which i'd keen to get rid of as well so yeah, he's he's slipped down my trade out pecking order here. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd I'd definitely hold him at the, over to Lao anyway, at least. Yeah, it's just a matter of whether I can find find a trade that suits the money I have available to me. Tamalolo out injured. Josh McGuire starts at lock for the Cowboys, and the other big news: Hammer, Hamiso, Tabuay Fido dropped. Valentine Holmes comes back under the wing. And um, Tom Opacic also dropped. Mary Tualagi comes in at centre. And Ben Hampton dropped as well. And the Dijon, Dejan Arsi, back at 5'8". So he obviously debuted a little a uh, couple of weeks back and uh, ended up injured. So that's why I think he's come back into the team. So Josh McGuire, really interesting, obviously. He's played five games this year where either... Tamalolo or McLean were out of the team. So it was always just Tamalolo, Maguire, no McLean, or Tamalolo, uh, sorry, Maguire, McLean, no Tamalolo. And in those games, Maguire's played at least 71 minutes every time, and he's averaged 74 points per game. And it's Maguire, it's all meat and potatoes. There's no, nothing there but hard work. So he's a bit of an interesting one. I think he could benefit from like a kind of like a Pat Carrigan kind of impact where. With Payne Haas out, just massive minutes, lots of work for him to get through, and he'll probably plot along and give you 75 points or thereabouts if he can if he gets 80 minutes. He's got the dual position. Any interest for you there? Uh, a little bit, but like like I said, by by this time you should have your core lot of players, and I'd be more inclined now to be mucking around with some of the higher tier centers trading in and out trying to catch up points you're kind of just assuming you've really got you know, enough forwards yeah I'd, I'd think so and mate I'd, 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 I mean most of those forwards have been getting the big points yeah. um, um, Madison Tam, well Tam Lalo was doing alright he wasn't a world beater but um, yo, all those sorts, unless you're playing yo in your centres. Um, 
even him, I'd, I'd even consider moving to the second row now and trying to get one get onto a, a um, high upside centre. That's just from where I am. Obviously, if you're at the front, you mightn't be doing something like that. But um, yeah, I yeah, I mean a little bit of interest. It might, it might be worth a crack, but not for me. Yeah, I mean he always does have a bit of a suspension risk hanging over him. Wouldn't take much for him to you know. Let those fingers do a bit of damage. <laughs> and we'll move on from that. <laughs> oh, the other big news is obviously uh, Reese Robson tore his um, hamstring or, or something like that at training, so he's out for the season. So Ruben Cotter starts at uh, hooker again, and Jake Granville will be subbing him on the bench. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, whether that has any huge impact, because I think the Cowboys have been, you know, we, we know that Granville doesn't have great defense in the middle. So that could be a bit of a, a weak point for them. So who knows, maybe Toby Rudolph gets to score a try this week. I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, he's a bit of a machine too, though, Rudolph. Like, imagine I love watching him play, hey? Oh, he, he's... um. Wholehearted. It's a good way to describe him. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Panthers and the Tigers. So, so for the Panthers, Kikau suspended. Uh, B. Coruscant has his calf injury. So Leota starts at prop. Fisher Harris moves to lock. Isaiah Yo moves to an edge, and Billy Burns is up, caught up to the bench. And Mitch Kenny comes straight in at dummy half. Also, Brian Toll comes back on the right wing from his ankle injury, and Naden goes to centre. Tyrone May goes back to the bench, and thankfully for me, Dan Laurie drops out of the 17, and hopefully drops out of as an AE injury, <laughs> AE issue for me. What about your man Toto? I'm keen, man. He's finally back. <laughs> uh, I look, I won't lie. Latrell to Toto is a definitely a, a trade I've looked at. <laughs> Uh, are you, would you like look toward? Would you rather Toto or Mansour? I think at the price, I'm I'm keen on going Toto, right? Just the amount of tries that right wing has scored compared to the left wing, and we know the left wing hasn't scored that many because Crichton's been scoring them all in, at left centre. So yeah, look, I, I kind of am quite keen to to go with Toto. I reckon. You know, Naden scored again last week. We saw Staines go off when he got his chance. I think six tries in two games. Either way, whoever's been on that right right wing seems to score a try every or, or two every game. So I think um, I'm keen on Toto. We know he's a great finisher. And when he is able to to play, um, you know, at full fitness, he's he's also got a lot of um, a lot of runs and lots of tackle busts in him as well. So be keen to see how he goes. On the Tigers' side, Harry Grant obviously comes back, but um, he's going to have to share minutes with Jacob Little, still on the bench. Josh Reynolds drops out. Alex Twal is also back at lock this week, and Eisenhuth moves to the bench. McKaylee starts at prop, Packers out of the team, and Sean Bloor comes back onto the bench as well. So, like I said, good news for me with Appy out. Grant comes in for me. I still reckon Grant probably plays around 60, 65 minutes. Would you reckon maybe he gets less or more? No, he, I, I, around about that, I reckon he's. I, I doubt that they, he comes back and they playing a full eighty. Yeah, it's just a matter of how many minutes Little gets, right? Yeah, he, he was pretty good last week. I thought last yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah, he looked pretty like he's. He looked pretty good, but I mean Harry Grant's a cut above. But um, yeah, I wonder why. Like, surely they're going to have to give Little a, a fair bit of time, especially with. Grant going back to Melbourne, you'd think they'd want to give him some time leading into next season. Maybe they don't want to work him too hard, though, in case he hurts himself again like he did last year. Maybe. Yeah, just, you know, let, let Grant cop the brunt of it and then send him back to the storm or busted. <laughs> uh, well, Twile's back, obviously, so I think he's probably too risky to go straight up, but I think he's a it's a name to keep in on the list, so to speak, um, for for the final rounds. Lucy Leilua just keeps keeps finding attacking stats, doesn't he? Stop it. I'm over him. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Storm, you're at 
let's talk about the Storm. So big names, Cam Smith, Cam Munster, both back into the team. Jerome Hughes also comes back from his groin injury. Good timing, obviously, with Brandon Smith out. Riley Jacks also, um, I think he's got an injury too. Cooper Johns did all right for his debut, but he's off as well. Jesse Bromwich is back from suspension. Big Tino is back to the bench as a result. Kenny Bromwich is also out injured. Tom Eisenhuth gets to start in the back row. Marion Seve comes onto the wing. Shandor Earl still on the bench. And Albert Bette goes to the reserves. I reckon there might be some late changes in this game, hey? <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say so too. I don't think they're carrying Nico Hines and Shandor Earl. No. Um, yeah, with just Tino and Schoening on the bench. Yeah, no. Especially after Schoening's coming off that bit of a hit to the head too. They need, yeah, someone... Someone will drop off definitely, and you'll see a. I'd say um, Albert Vette will probably come onto the bench. How good was Welch though last week? Oh, mate! Imagine like what he could have been doing without all those um um injuries. Injuries. He's and and it's forced him to stay at um. Melbourne, which I'm happy about, because he looks really good. Yeah, look, absolutely. I've, you know, I've spoken before how much I like him as a, not just as a player, but also as a person. The stuff he does off the field is just amazing, and like watching him play really well. Like, I'll be keen to see him start for Queensland this year, honestly. Yeah, well, I, I won't be happy with that, but he, <laughs> should, he should get a start. But um, we'll see how that goes. But, look, he's pretty cheap. Uh, I think he's under 450000 Played, like, roughly 67 minutes or thereabouts. Smashed out a huge um, huge score, all in base and base attack mostly. So I reckon he's a really, really good shout if you need a cut price option. Like, I can't see him with, you know, with Finucane out for the rest of the regular season. Brandon Smith's not going to be taking minutes from the middle anymore, even with Cam Smith back. Uh, Kbrom is off as well, so I don't know if Eisenhuth's going to play the full game or whether they do a swap with Tino there as well. Like, there's minutes up for grabs here, and I don't think Jesse Bromwich is going to be the big minute guy anymore. I reckon it's going to be mostly Welch. He could get another 60, 65 minutes, and at his PPM with the offloads he's got going, I think he's great, great value at that price. Yeah, not a bad shout, and I think this, like we said, the Storms. Uh, run home is up and down, but yeah, like you said, he should be getting that in base. So yeah, well, he's he's going to find some attacking stats, I reckon, with some of those offloads. So I think it's a great shot. All right, onto the Seagull side. So they do have Tavita Funa going to fullback. Garrick's been shunted to the wing, which fair call because Garrick was not very good at fullback last week. Jack Kuschevsky into centre with Suli out for the season. Marty Chappelle starting, Seeker benched, Joel Thompson comes back from his tongue injury, and Waddell's onto the bench as well. But there was a lot of hype with him, with the Seagulls bringing back Hopawati from Warriors' loan. So I honestly think, like, do you reckon there's a late swap here? You know, Funa at the centres, Hopper into fullback? Surely, like, surely they're not going to run Funa there. And I I get Hopawati's inexperienced too but at least he's shown a bit like Funa just came out of nowhere really he wasn't great I, I can I could see that it's a lot of hype on around young hopper it's just doing the injuries that keeps screwing him over yeah and I mean he's, he's got the um he's definitely got some um pedigree about him so I reckon he'll go all right yeah Questionable pedigree sometimes, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I mean, still, it's, it's, you, you can't argue he's, his old boy was a pretty good player. On the field, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> well, most of the time. Sometimes on the field is a bit questionable, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the Sunday games, Raiders and the Bulldogs. So, for the Raiders, they have Papali, Louie, and Hudson Young all onto the starting side, even though they all swapped late to the bench last week. Tarpane and Sutton back to the bench. CHN can't play because it's against the Bulldogs. And they've got a 20-year-old centre, Tim Moko, who's going to debut off the bench. So that'll be interesting to see how that goes. On the Bulldogs side, so fun times. Uh, Luke Thompson 
Jack Hogger, Raymond Smith, Lafay, and then Avrilo, Suazo, Sue, all rested, so to speak, or dropped. Who knows? Lachlan Lewis back in at halfback. Marcello Montoya at centre. DWZ on the wing. Napa's back from his suspension, comes in at prop. Tolman at lock. Josh Jackson back to the edge. Matt Dury back to the bench. And Tomaga and Dean Britt joined in the chance. So uh, it's like half the team's been swapped out and replaced. Yeah, uh, who knows what's going on there either. Uh, I, the, I think the Raiders should win this one pretty easily. You can't just keep swapping your team in and out. The consistency about zero there. I reckon, like we said, Kotrick was a risk because of his work rate, but he could get some attacking stats again in this game. Absolutely. And uh, on the other side, obviously, Jordan Rappiner, uh doing all right. On his uh, on on his wing as well. So d- did I mention the stake that I had with Wenon from the SC Talk? It was Croker versus Rapana for three weeks. So um, currently Rapana's on 124 points, Croker's on 98. So I've got a bit of a buffer there. So I reckon uh, that's a stake coming back to me. <laughs> nice. Yep. Well, we'll see. No. I want to count my chickens before they hatch. <laughs> Frustratingly, obviously, George Williams' big game the week before, Jack Whiten was quiet. Last week, they swapped around. Whiten went off. Williams hardly had to do anything. It's going to be one of those pairings, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, uh, and it was annoying to watch, too. Like, you could just see they were hitting that left and focusing on Whiten. And and when Whiten's in one of their moods, he calls for the ball and... Like you said, they were just running all over him. So I just can't see you going past the minute. you got to have Cleary and, I mean, a toss-up there, but you probably have to have SJ and then maybe Munster. Yeah. Look, I think, you know, it's it's a risk to take a punt on one of them. But, you know, if you've got them, you probably already knew that, what you were signing up for. <laughs> On the Bulldog side, so Hopawati, big, big return last week. Comes back from a, a long injury layoff, straight in, and scores 80-plus. So, I mean, we spoke about him before he got hurt, and he, I think he's sneakily going to be a bit of a pod for the back end of the season. We know he can get it done. He's got a great work rate, and I like it when he's got four in there. He seems to combine really well with him. Yeah, he's... Like you said, he, he's he's gone on these runs before too where he gets some big points. And again, it's one of those things where at some stage someone's got to score even though the team's putrid and it's all going to run through him. So him or Nick Meaney. I wouldn't bring Nick Meaney in, obviously. Don't go doing something silly like that. But um, that's where it looks like the Bulldogs' points come through. Yeah, well, like, working off forearm to Hopper and then Meany on the edge. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, aside from that, I mean, you're staying away from everyone else, right? Like, this just... George Alice is just swapping the team around all... all <laughs> like, it's just a mess. Yeah. But, like, who just brings in... Oh, oh I'll start my bench forwards. <laughs> like, you mean Ricky Stewart? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway... Whatever. That's right. I just, I didn't get that. I didn't get, and apparently you did hear a, um, Papali decided that he wanted to start on the bench. Really? He was the one who came up with it. No, I didn't know that. He said in the thing, he was like, I've started for however long and I just decided that I needed to do something different and come off the bench. It was in his interview after the game. Turn it up. Yeah. What are you doing about, Josh? <laughs> no, crazy. Uh, yeah, maybe just wanted to uh, justify the pick or whatever. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But, no, I'd, yeah, the Bulldogs are just, nah. They have a crack and then they just fade. Like, they were on top of the Warriors for most of last week and then the Warriors just turned it on and just ran away with it. Yeah, but like, and like you said, though, it's just that experience in there. Like, you've got Josh Jackson and that who's who's relatively experienced, Tolman, but like, there's a lot of young guys in that side as well, so mm. it's tough. 
Yeah, especially when they're all shuffled around like this. So <laughs> big stay away for, for in general. So bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. All right, so that's the team list. Like I said, I wanted to spend a bit more time just kind of talking through these options um, to replace Tom Malolo for starters. So, I mean, Madison's the no-brainer, if you don't own him already. Yeah, 100%. Now, if you do own him, so that's you, what are you looking at? Um, Uh, Who who are the first names that come to your mind? uh, For Tamalolo? Yeah. I'm currently thinking that I'm going to bring Yo up into my second row and then bring in Brett Morris. I saw, I was thinking then, like, I probably shouldn't do that because Temelolo and and uh, uh, then have an Appy. I can't get another gun, really, in the in a hooker, so it might mean I have to hold Appy for a week. But Br- Brett Morris playing the Broncos. Yeah. Like, that could be a nice pod move there. Would you consider maybe going Br- Lolo to Tupo? That'll give you a bit more cash. Maybe go Appy to Smith. No, mainly because um, I, I I think they're going to go like they they went right a fair bit, and I did say with Leno that's probably what they're going to do. So yeah, and and I think Flano will be um, calling all the shots again. So yeah, I'd I'd stick. I, I, I'm going to go with Morris. I think. All right. So let's say if you couldn't tread in. Uh, set a wing and you had to get a back rower who would you be looking at Again, uh, you've got madison you've got bateman already so maybe mckinnis okay yep just for the their next two games are decent he just hit a 70 so he's not going to lose cash then you could maybe you can move him up into a hooker if you wanted to bring back in say cam smith after the next two games and just hope he jags something it's a very safe pick you can't go wrong, really. Yeah, it's safe as. If if you didn't want such a safe pick, then maybe nah. I'd 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 play it safe. I'd, if if Angus Crichton was back, I'd go him. But um, I'd definitely play it safe and just get McInnes in. Everyone else is just a bit up and down or thereabouts. I'd I'd go the the sixty five odd score and yeah. just run it from there. I can see. I mean, Lolo was a very safe, you know, 70-ish, give or take. So it kind of makes sense to go for someone with a similar floor. Uh, but, look, you know, if you're looking at the likes of Tohu, we talked about Barnett, a bit of a – those two, I think, a bit riskier. Jake Turbo, but, again, you know, might not go so well. There's there's names there which you kind of think, oh, I don't really... There, there's a lot of question marks over them. Like, the, the names you're really comfortable with, like Madison, Bateman, Crichton, you know, you've probably got two of those three already. If you don't, then I think the, the simple answer is Lolo to Amato, Lolo to Bateman. You can't get Crichton, that's the issue. And is there merit in maybe just going, like, to Cordner for a week or maybe even to Panua for a week? bit risky, but... Yeah, it depend on what trade you had left. Yep, obviously. If you let's so maybe that's one of the if you had max trades for the rest of the year, you could take that punt. Yeah. But if you're running low like us, <laughs> you probably want to bring in a keeper. Yep. Yep. So working off this, the the dual position, I think, is a good idea, even if it means that Yo comes into your back row for a week, and then maybe once you're one of your center wings peak, you can get him back to the center wing yeah. and trade in Crichton or whatever you're planning to do when Crichton's fit and ready to go again. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Honestly, like, it's there's a definite teardrop after the top three or four back rowers, and, yeah, I think McInnes is a safe option. I know a lot of people have him already, so if you're straying outside of that, yeah, I don't really know if back rows where you want to go for the pods, so it's not a bad shout at all. Having said that, you know, if you don't have the likes of, say, a Carrigan or a Maguire even, they're really safe options too, I think. And if you've got the front row forward swap uh, dual position, if you don't have Clemmer, again, a really safe option. And, I mean, we've spoken about a lot of the other second row, um, front row forward options in the past. So 
think the names are, are not new. It's just about how how you think you need to play it, basically. But I think it's safe to say he's got to be traded out. Like you can't leave that cash sitting there, only to maybe see him come back for one week or whatever. It's just not not sensible there, yeah. Nah, nah. It's, yeah, and uh, again, this all depends on how many trades you've got left. If you're running low, bring keepers into your side. I'd, 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 you definitely have to do a trade down, bring in a keeper. If you've got a few trades up your sleeve, then, yeah, you might be able to mark around a bit more. All right. Now, thinking about the other parts of your team, so I think we're all going to want to try finish with the likes of Cam Smith, Cam Munster in your team. I don't think I'll be able to do it. Obviously, it like um, I I think I'm gonna ha- have to hold Walker, but yeah, I'd I'd be looking at bringing those two in um for sure with their run home. Uh, uh, Munster, uh, oh, I don't know that he's been good, but again, only in patches too, so it's a tough one. I you definitely want Smith out of those two. Yeah, I think I think I'd agree with that. If I had to prioritize, I definitely would try to get Smith over Munster, assuming you've got like you know Sean Johnson. The only issue is you know what if he's another late withdrawal? He seems to have a habit of doing it every now and then, and you don't have a good backup five eighth, then you're a bit in trouble. Yeah, and then I mean then we get into like is is will Bellamy's not a big fan of Reston anymore after he did it and they got. Wiped out in the finals, but does he will he pull play like Munster if the games are over? Or it's it's a tough one. I kind of feel he probably wouldn't like, given that they have already missed games through injury, right? So he probably wants to get them back and back to full match fitness or whatever as soon as possible. But you know, I'm not Greg Bellamy, so I'm not going to pretend to know. I, I hope you're right. <laughs> I think the there's some merit maybe thinking about how you structure your halves, right? So there was definitely an advantage for those people who had like a Jerome Luai, a Carl Flanagan, a Dylan Brown, someone like that who you could swap and uh, with with Sean Johnson when he was a late withdrawal. And I'm kind of thinking like there might be some merit just even if you had Luai and you were planning to trade him up later, like. Given how well the Panthers are playing, like you could honestly just keep him and play him, and you know selectively based on matchups, and he can be a really suitable backup for if SJ gets hurt or something like that. I, I think honestly we need to think a bit more about, you know, when when people are trying to trim down their teams, and I honestly think it's possible to cut them down too short. I know we talked about earlier in the year that. It might be good to get to like say 19 players or something like that and getting five or six enoughs elsewhere, but I honestly think you might be better off getting to say like 20, 21, because we've seen like the suspensions, the injuries, they hit, and with most of us running low on trades already, like I've got seven coming into this week, and that scares me because <laughs> despite the fact that we've only got a couple of rounds left, my team's not done. I've got some stuff to keep fixing up here. So it's it's a tough one. I honestly think uh, there'll be some tough decisions for people to make in the next week or two before they've... Like, I think what trades you make will really have an impact on what your final team will end up looking like. Yeah, you know, you're probably right. I think... I, I definitely think I'll run out and just have to limp home with what i got, but that pretty much sums up my season. <laughs> Look, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> but I, I think it, it goes to show, like, you know, that sometimes planning ahead is actually really helpful because you could have possibly avoided some of the issues that you're dealing with right now. <laughs> like <laughs> some of the AE nightmares that we might have sitting in our team, some of the dead wood we're going to end up stuck with because we don't have enough trades to get them out. Yeah, just playing a little bit loose, it was, yeah. We but, all had stars in our eyes with the number of trades, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I mean, oh, that does go to show, like, again, it, it's um, if, you, if you're stuck to the old tried and true um, guns in your second row, cheap players in your centres, like you would have had that Lomax and man to start probably, and that would have put you off on a good run. So 
again, it's just another season where if you're stuck to the vanilla template, I guess you could say now, then you're probably up at the pointy end. So, um, again, as many changes as they may make to this game, I think that that's going to be the best way at the start of a season. Yeah, look, I think I, I agree with you there. Right, I, well, I think we'll leave it there. I think a um, sensible tip for your run homes probably just play everyone you've got against the Broncos and captain them. So we'll, <laughs> we'll leave you with that one. Come on, mate. That's that's it's a bit too easy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm taking the low hanging fruit, but. Uh, I mean, the Broncos haven't had a season like this in a long time, so may as well have a crack. That's true. Hopefully it's the only time you're going to get to pick on the Broncos this way. But, you know, I might be a little bit biased there. <laughs> All right, quick shout-out always to our champs. Um, appreciate your support. Thank you for everyone who leaves us uh, ratings, reviews. Um, we always appreciate the feedback. And, look, it's a tough week. Plan ahead. Make sure you – this more than, more than ever – try to map out your trades and leave them as late as possible. Cause I, I looking at the team list, I think there's going to be some late, late hijinks, late shenanigans with the coaching, um, swapping players in and out. So definitely have a look at that, but um, good luck this week and we'll catch you again soon. Cheers guys. Have a good one.